Free copper here and go down the side. They do. Stock's got it. He's got running room. Stock can dive. Hang it up. It's good. It's good. The Jazz win it. The Jazz win it. and it's that floating head and he's like take us away Aaron. and he's like yeah take us away Aaron. and then he just like boom blows off and they're off i don't remember that okay well welcome back to uh barton's breakdown another episode as promised right after the uh minnesota timberwolves game yeah jazz have been looking good um Wanted to keep pumping out episodes. Um, so welcome back. Thanks for all the listeners. Um, so, Great game tonight. Yeah, big game tonight. Um, not maybe what we've seen in the last several games, but still came out with a W. It's all that matters in the end. And, you know, I was worried there for a minute. I don't know if we want to jump into this right away, but I was worried in that last, you know, Last time we played them on Friday, they, they crept back there at the end, and it was way closer than it needed to be, and I was worried that maybe tonight we'd fall into the same trap, you know, being away, and uh, I don't know, at one point it was 79-78 for the T-Wolves, and I was worried for a second, but Jazz, getting it done. Yeah, so looking back at our last podcast, um, we kind of we talked about some of the upcoming games. And to recap, uh, the Jazz were 5-1 and one in those games. So we beat Detroit, we beat Cleveland, we lost to the Blazers, we beat Denver, and then we beat Minnesota twice, 5-1 and one, <clears throat> over those six that we covered in the last episode. Um, nine and, give the Blazers that one. It's tough. That was tough, especially because we'd blown them out the uh, two previous games. Yeah, the two times, yeah. Shout out Cam Scarlett. <laughs> Uh, we beat, we're 9-1 in the last 10, which is the second best record in the NBA in that same time span. Only the Warriors are better at 10 in, 10 in a row. Um, and while we've made some progress, we're, we're six in the Western Conference. We're still only six despite having a great January. The West is deep. Yeah, the West is serious. We said it last time. Nothing's changed. I mean, the conference is just so jam-packed eight to fourth or excuse me a third is only three and a half games and there's a bunch of teams right underneath the, the eighth spot that are struggling to get into the playoff race but they're all good teams and pretty much anybody's capable of beating anybody on any given night yeah isn't that the truth i mean yeah it's it's crazy even just looking at the the list of the all-star starters for both conferences and then the list of potential all-star reserves I mean, the names in the West are the people who are who aren't going to make the All Star team in the West could easily make the All Star team in the East. It's just packed with talent, um, and uh, so I think that uh, that puts me uh, at those last five, four and one, and you are three and two in your predictions. I'll take a W any day over you. Um, yeah, that was a dub. I give it to you. I concede. You got me. <laughs> Other news around the NBA, um, just quickly before we get back to the important stuff. James Harden has been scoring Ooh, some un- 
unfathomable amount of points. It's crazy. Um, And it's like 300-something points in a row that are unassisted, which is crazy. Um, That is another. There's stats that just blow your mind. James Harden, every night, comes to work with his hard hat on. (laughs) I don't know if you want to call it a hard hat, but his scoring cap on. And he's he's a wizard out there just guaranteed 30 i don't think he scored less than 30 and what is it 21 games now 22 games 20 21 or 22 yeah doesn't play any defense still um and he doesn't pass and they're still winning a bunch of games and he's scoring and i hate watching them play it's not fun at all rockets still 12 and 5 out of the last 17 games since chris ball's been hurt 12 and 5 just been carried on the back of that man james harden he really is it's I don't like watching him either, but you can't help but admire that dude scores. Like he uses the ball a lot, but he scores. It's crazy. He does. Um, so LeBron has also been out for a while for the Lakers. Sounds like he's going to be making a comeback here soon. They've dropped um, considerably from where they were, um, but yeah, they're still close enough to be able to make a playoff push. LeBron's going to be coming back into a into a really tight race, and he's going to have to bring his A game. Even for LeBron James, it might be too much because I think they'll climb back into the playoffs, but it's going to be a, a grind for him, especially as he recovers from this injury. Hopefully it's not a nagging injury, but you know it begs the question, are we seeing the slow decline as LeBron plays the last years of his career? Is this, is this the beginning of the end? I don't know. Too soon for that. I just think he's on a crappy team. Um <laughs> And lastly, there is no way in my mind that Rudy Gobert does not make the all-star team. You know, he doesn't shoot three-pointers, which is all anyone seems to care about anymore. But he <laughs> he leaves uh, he leads the league in field goal percentage. You know, he's clearly the best defensive player. He does not lead the league in blocks per game, but he definitely leads the league in shots altered per game. You know, I mean, he's he is and his his offense has totally bumped up from where it was a year ago yeah i totally agree with you and that's a great transition to the highlights our several highlights for the last several games we can talk about uh i think that's the the main one is just the defense that rudy gobert brings he's averaging in the last 10 games 15 points 16 rebounds and two and a half blocks and we are the second best uh team as far as defensive ratings only second to the golden state warriors only allowing, I think, 102.4 points per 100 possessions. I think that's the correct and, stat. And when, crazy. when Rudy is on the floor, though, it's down to 100. So when Rudy is on the floor for those, you know, 30-whatever minutes a game, we have the top defensive rating in the league, high, more than two points higher than the next closest in the whole league. Um, it's insanity. Dude is a beast. And I think Zach Lowe, the ESPN writer, said it best. He's a one-man defense. He is a all-consuming I don't know, mass inside that, that everybody that comes into the paint, their shots getting affected or blocked. It's crazy. He, uh, you really can't overstate what he's doing right now. I sure hope he gets in. Yeah, I mean, and it, it, honestly, at this rate, I know Paul George, is a he's a flashy all-star. He's a great player. Um, I enjoy watching him because I think he's a good team player. Um, he, uh, you know, and he's been sort of all the only name I've really heard thrown around there for Defensive Player of the Year. In my mind, it's not even close. I don't care about rebounds and steals and being able to lock somebody down. You know, every once in a while, Rudy is doing it all the time. It's not even close. Rudy needs to be defensive player of the year again. He did it last year, playing 56 games. He's 
you know, he's going to play well, many more than that this year. Rudy is clearly the best defender in the league. And another improvement, honestly, that he's made this year is he's he's playing much better when he gets switched out onto the perimeter, you know? I mean, he's not... He is. He's moving his feet better, a lot better. Yeah, I mean, he still gets beat out there, but he's, he's you know, he's making people think about where they're going to put manipulate him to be on the floor. So, anyway. He hung with Cat. I mean, Cat scored a bunch. Cat's a great athlete, but uh, he was out there guarding him on the on the... On the perimeter, so we'll see. He's he's increasing every every year. He adds something to his game. He also, he really I'm pretty does. sure, sent three of that guy's shots into the stands tonight. Um, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, well, uh, um, the whole team has just been great defensive effort. Really, really yeah. good from top to bottom. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And and at you know defense, we've heard a lot. It leads into offense, and Donovan Mitchell's certainly been putting on a show the last few ten games. Again, as the Jazz have gone on this streak, he's really been the offensive workhorse uh, as far as jazz, the Jazz go. Uh, the last five games uh, at twenty, uh, Cleveland playing in three quarters, uh, he scored twenty four. Uh, playing up at Portland, thirty six. Denver, thirty five. Minnesota, twenty four. And then tonight, again, 29 points. I don't think he scored less than 24 in over a month. Donovan's playing at, at a level we all hoped he'd get to, I think. Yeah, you know, and I think some of the big changes, the reasons that he's doing that is he's stopped, for the most part, stopped forcing a lot of the shots that looked so unnatural early in the season that we weren't seeing um, as much at the end of last year. He's really kind of buckling down, um, you know, taking – for the most part, a pretty good shot selection. He's being much more aggressive shooting the ball from three as well, and it's he's hit some really, really big shots. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. My very <clears throat> first thought was the throwback to last year's playoff game against the Spurs. Was it the Spurs? No, it was. Who was it? The Rockets, and we played the. No, it was, it was right at the end of the season. That's right. It was right at the end of the season, and he, you know, he was hitting these ridiculous shots especially that three-pointer coming in on the out-of-bounds play with yeah yeah you know you're talking about and then overtime yeah and then he had the one where he brought the ball all the way up the floor and and hit another fadeaway three I mean he's he's got that tool to his game but he's he's getting into the rim better he's finishing better he looks really really good and he's you know he's becoming a more efficient passer as his assists continue to go up yeah, and as he's played point guard play or spot with uh, Rubio out, he really has just blossomed. I, I, I've been amazed with some of the stuff he's done. He's, his assists are up, his points are up. Like you said, he's way more efficient, getting to the rack, and one, shooting more free throws, scoring more points with on less shots. Like He really is playing at a high level, and it, it'll be interesting to see how much, like how many more steps he can take this year, you know? How many... How many more steps towards All-Star can, can Donovan Mitchell take? He was not an All-Star this year because of the slow start, but it's clear I think everybody can see that in the future this guy's going to be something special to watch. Yeah, you know, and one of the one of the pleasant surprises uh, for me in the last 10 was really watching Kyle Korver. Um, you know, he's shooting, he's shooting well from threes. You know, I think on the season he's 42% the last 10. I believe he's around 41%, 42%. <clears throat> scoring about 12 points a game and it's not so much the 12 points a game but it's the shots that go in are very timely you know like tonight he hit he hit one that really pushed us ahead I think six or nine points um he seems to hit shots at key moments of the games um you know he's had some other good contributions I think he's actually played some some really good defense he's rebounding you know when he gets when he gets in there but 
he hits really timely shots, and I think he's been a key to the run that we've made over January. Yeah. I mean, he really – the thing that he does is he opens the spacing up. Even if he's not shooting well that night, he's such a threat that people have to be on him all the time. He's opening up the driving lanes for Donovan, which is helping him get to the rack more. I think he really – that's a great trade that we we uh, our front office executed. He has really made a big difference for our offense. And uh, he'll have to step into these – next few games because we're going to need everybody at full force. You can't really slow down in the Western Conference like we've been talking about. Um, it's just such a tight race that every single game matters. And these next few games, uh, we've got some some interesting games coming up, I'd say. Some some tough opponents, and we'll really see what the Jazz are made of as we head towards uh, this last turn before the final stretch after the All-Star break. Starts uh, Our next game will be who is that? The Portland Trailblazers. Trailblazers. What did I just say? Trail, trail, trailblazers, or something like that. Portland. I don't know. It doesn't sound like that Stanford education is doing much for you, right there. It's too many concussions. It's too bad. Um, Portland, the thirtieth. We're up there. Uh, what do you think, Dane? Dub <coughs> L. I think we're getting a W, man. I feel like a little bit of revenge from the last game. Um, Donovan seems like he's like the last two games have been, uh, you know, he, he's produced, but he's had a hard time, um, maybe being as efficient as he wanted to be. Um, you know, some of his shots were going in. I think that's a big game for him. I think Rudy is out for a little bit of vengeance on, uh, what's that, what's their center's name? Uh, Nurkic. Nurkic. That guy had a good game against us. He plays big well. stat line. He really does. I think we're going up there frequent. getting some revenge. I also think it's going to be a dub, but I think it's going to be – I can't underline the importance of this enough because I think that both teams – last time we played as well, both teams realized how important these games are. Uh, Portland can't mess around with us, and we can't mess around with them. We really need to establish dominance and get ready for the playoffs because that's really a team we really could see in the playoffs. Yeah. What about after that? We'll, uh, we travel down – excuse me, back home to uh, play the Hawks who are – Pretty pretty bad, I have to say. I don't I don't know. There's much to say for me about that one. That's a W. Let's move on. That needs to be a W, as we said before. We can't afford the the type of BS where we're losing games like that, or even where it's really close. Um, yeah, let's let's move on. Um, we have a, a big game following the the Hawks game, though. We're playing Houston at home. James Harden, uh, as we mentioned before, on a tear. Truly something something special to witness. Do you think – let's take bets right now. When do you think James Harden's streak will end? Uh, not against us. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see any reason for it to end in the next – before the All-Star break. I'm calling it. I'm calling against us, against the Utah Jazz, James Harden's 30-game streak. Is going in the tube. We're gonna focus on him. Chris Paul's gonna have to win the game, and he's not gonna be able to. You heard it here first. I'm marking it down. Uh, <laughs> following that uh, exhilarating performance, James Harden. You're, I know you're scared. I know you. I know you're listening to this, and you know it's true. Uh, we set. We uh, come back home and play the Phoenix Suns, which needs to be a dub again, just like the uh, Atlanta game a few games previous. What do you think, Dane? Same thing? Yeah, yeah, we're going to W there. 
And and let me let me restate. I don't think we're going to lose to the Rockets. I think we're going to beat the Rockets. I just think Harden's going to get his. I don't think that's anybody. You know, I just say, hey, let's keep him under thirty-five points and let's focus on a few other people. Could be, could be. I'm just, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, so Phoenix, a win. I think we're both on board for that. Then we're um, at home against the Spurs. So the end of a four four game stint at the at the original Delta Center. Um, I think that's a win as well. I think it's a little ambitious here, some of these predictions, but uh, I think that's a win for me. I also agree it's a win for me as well. We own the Spurs at this point. I'm just kidding. We don't really, but I think we're going to try it out. So I think it's a win. The real test coming right after that. On the heels of playing the Spurs, we then travel to the Bay Area, play the Warriors uh, in Oracle. What do you think? Uh, I think that's an L. Uh, I'm torn on this one. I really am because I think when we're playing at our best, we really should be beating those dudes. We match up somehow well with them. But, uh, you know, it's a tough place to play. Um I'm gonna say it's now as well. And then uh, that's that's like uh, six six in a row there. We've called. Let's hold off on the predictions. Is give ourselves a chance to have some exciting episodes. After that, we just play at Oklahoma City, then home at Dal- against Dallas, home against the Clippers, and then at Denver. And that rounds out the month of February. Tough games. Pretty tough games coming up. Pr- pretty tough tough stretch there. The next ten, seven of them are playoff teams. Um, one of them counts Luca. Luca had a triple double today with thirty five points, something like that. Luca's balling. Luka yeah, year has to be unless they're going to give it to Donovan since he got robbed last year. Um, so so rough month. Let's uh let's finish up talking about the upcoming trade deadline in about ten days from now. Um, the the popular rumors on the internet seem to be. Uh, names like Mike Conley and Jabari Parker. Um, For quiet, quiet year this year apparently. What What do you think? Do you think we're making a move, or do you think Dennis Lindsay and Quinn Snyder are gonna rely on what we have right now? I think we're gonna rely on what we have right now, but I think that depending on how far we go into the playoffs this year, we could have some really, really big moves at the end of this season because we want to take advantage of Donovan and. Rudy and their prime, and they're really rounding into form right now. Everybody can see that. So, the the Jazz window to uh, for opportunity is opening. So soon, if not now, soon. You know, it's so hard to know. I think the the Corver move earlier this season was good. Great move. I don't know. I don't think we're a team who's going to make a bunch of noise here at the trade deadline. No, um, that said, maybe we're a team that needs to do that. We're a team who. You know, we always seem to rely on the things that are in place and try and go from there. Um, maybe it's time to try and make a move so we can try and see if we can get past that second round of the playoffs or, you know, put up a good fight there. Um, yeah. Who knows, though? Um, anyway, we'll be exciting. We'll get back with another uh, with another episode here in the, in the near future, and hopefully the Jazz at that time are still on a good good winning tear and – everybody's healthy and things are starting to to click as we get closer towards the all-star break and playoff time 
wanted a quick shout out to our cousin Nate, who's in the hospital, just had surgery. Um, we love you, man. Um, Got you, Nate. Hoping for a a quick and speedy recovery. Um, Everything's going good with the family. Um, And, uh, yeah, we'll keep you guys updated. Thinking about you, man. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, go Jazz. Go Jazz.